after you. Sleeping is important. I guess it is. Welcome back to the White, Gray, Black Weekly Manga Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all of the latest and greatest ongoing manga releases. My name is Bruce, the proprietor of the White, Gray, Black YouTube channel, and with me again this week is Gautam, CEO of Manga. You're fired! Please keep in mind that for all major discussions, we will be talking spoilers. <laughs> this week, this means up to chapter 93 for Dandadan and chapter 143 for Mashal. Uh, a few minor sprinkled in romance series that we'll be talking about also. Um, before we start, let me plug the YouTube channel. If you're watching us live, we are live on the White Gray Black YouTube channel and the Twitch White Gray Black YT channel. Um, if you want to check us out in podcast fashion, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a couple of others. Uh, don't forget if you want to support us and you enjoy this podcast, head on over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash WGBmanga, where you will be able to hear a special life-altering conversation between Gautam and I about how we first got into anime. Um, that is now up on Patreon, and it's almost three hours long, so if you're looking for any uh, extra content to listen to, that's a pretty good deal. Damn, we talked for a while on that one. We had a lot to say. That was a good... That was a good. I mean, it's a whole historical where'd you start, where are you now type discussion. So, yep, it's... Uh, it was a bunch. It's a lot of extra content. And for only $3, a dollar an hour for entertainment, that's a pretty good deal. I'd say so. So, let's get started on some news stuff. The big thing today... Uh, we were recording this on Valentine's Day, hence the romance theme. Um, big announcement today was... An announcement from Netflix Anime that they they are the ones adapting Pluto. So Pluto is a series by Naoki Urasawa, the most well-known for Monster, and also credited is Osamu Tezuka. If you don't know that name, this is the guy whose Wikipedia page essentially calls him the, I think it calls him the godfather of anime and the god of manga. And titles like that, this is the guy who did Astro Boy. And among other things, the Astro Boy would be the most notable. Um, he also did a series called Phoenix that is incredibly popular. He did Kimba the White Lion, which is this, the story that the Lion King Disney stole from him. He did Dororo, which was adapted four, three or four years ago. Um, also incredibly popular. He's been dead for close to 30 a little over 30 years i think he died in 89 from pancreatic cancer stomach cancer um his his claim to fame is he is literally he is almost single-handedly regarded as the father of modern manga and anime he did both he had his own studio he did everything he did astro boy which is kind of the first air quotes modern manga so yeah, and and Pluto is the story by Urasawa of like it's it's a retelling of a single Astro Boy arc in about sixty five chapters I think. Um, really cool. If you if you have time, go look. There's a four minute preview that, in my opinion, looks amazing. Um, and I am in the middle of reading Monster, and I think I might stop, take a break, and read Pluto because it looks it looks awesome, and Urasawa's writing is insane. So I'm I'm pretty hyped for this. I'm like I I knew Kimba uh like predated the Lion King of course mm-hmm. but 
just seeing it written out in our, our our segment notes here, it's it's so jarring how shameless the ripoff from Kimba to Simba is. It's like it's it's you just copied homework one hundred percent. Yeah, and I haven't read it, but I've seen um I've seen a lot of stuff, and it's pretty. It is pretty blatant the the Disney ripoff there. I mean. It's one thing to have two different movies about lions. It's completely different to have them both be the same story. Yeah, but yeah, anyways, that's uh, that's Osama Tezuka. Tezuka again, like I said, um, just just Wikipedia Osamu Tezuka and start reading, and you'll be blown away what this guy has done. Um, he, oh God, we just I could go into a tangent about all this stuff. He got invited by Stanley Kubrick to be the art director on 2001 A Space Odyssey in oh, 60. Yeah, he declined it because he was like, I can't spend a year away from my stuff. But like, that's how famous and popular this guy is. He had a like personal note that he wrote to, I can't remember the name of the author of Akira, but after the, he also directed Akira, right? The author of it did. Um, mm-hmm. He like has a personal note to him about how much he loved the movie. All of this stuff. I mean, it's literally, it's really hard to compare him to anyone else in any other medium. I mean, he's. I think the closest comparison I can think of is uh, Miyazaki. In in the fact that he, he makes yeah. so many classics and, the, and they both do anime and manga and have their own studio. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. If you were to compare him to someone from another medium like movies. You're looking at someone like Orson Welles or uh, uh, like Kubrick. Hitchcock. Yeah, maybe Kubrick's maybe a little bit more modern even. But yeah, those type of like huge, huge names, like name recognition dropping. Um, I mean, it's like the guy who did Astro Boy, right? I mean, it's like mm-hmm. uh, Schuster and Schultz, right, who did Superman. It would be like if those guys were still around, like their name holds a lot, right? The guys who did Batman... Uh, whose names are escaping me, but right. Like though it's imagine if the guys who created Superman also went on to like make all the, you know, make a movie studio and make movies in the fifties and sixties and seventies and stuff. So yeah, Tezuka's Tezuka is like the man It's it's really hard yeah. to compare him to another medium because in other mediums, there wasn't really anybody who was just kind of the man for like 30 or 40 years. Uh, but anyways, go watch that Pluto preview. Um, it looks awesome. I'm super excited. I'm going to try to start reading that, uh, before the anime airs. I think, I don't know if we got an air date on that, but I'm going to assume that it's, it's Netflix. So it could be anytime they don't, they might drop things, uh, seasonally. So we might get it spring or summer. Is that right? Yeah. Spring or summer. So we'll see. Uh, pretty hyped about that though. And on a side note, it's, it's interesting to see how much Netflix is cutting its own catalog, but uh, putting out more anime stuff it's it's clear what that anime is is still on the rise and is getting just a, a metric fuck ton of watches and i would imagine if you're netflix you're probably looking at what retention people are watching and to be honest netflix probably has the best selection of anime if you're in the west um Maybe the, uh, I don't know. I'd have to compare. I don't own any of the streaming services, so might be uh, Hulu, Hulu has Hulu, good. 
Yeah. Oh, actually, Crunchyroll probably, probably. Well, yeah, Crunchyroll, I guess, is kind of a singular streaming thing. But as but, far as the other, you don't count that. Yeah. Yeah, as far as the other main ones, Netflix is probably the best. It's also probably pretty cheap for them to slap their name yeah. on this, right? I mean, this is not. This might be originally financed by Netflix, or it might just be bought. You know, name bought by Netflix. Um, they do both historically. So I'm not and sure. And they slap their name on everything. I remember the Little Witch right, Academia. Yeah. Uh, the show came out, and it's like Netflix. Pres- Netflix presents Little Witch like, Academia. Yeah, I mean, they, do, they do the same thing with JoJo. Right? Knew, yeah, yeah, and people I know think Netflix, like people who who aren't so deep in the sauce like us, mm-hmm. uh, understandably think that Netflix made those anime. Uh, it's wild. Yeah, and that's exactly what they're going for. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, let's do sales stuff real quick. This is a kind of interesting sales week. Uh, my hero up top, pretty classic Tokyo Avengers final volume week, third week on sale, still, still a number two position. Um, Kubo Iboki, great game in third. That is a baseball manga that I have not, don't have much experience with. Um, and then we just kind of get the big Shueisha block, Blue Box, Kingdom, Sakamoto days really cool to see blue box and Sakamoto days in here those are both decently new those are from the same block uh from 2021 I believe those both started uh yeah 2021 block those started pretty close to each other um and then we get smoking behind the supermarket at number seven which is awesome that that started on twitter like a year ago and now it is the seventh highest selling manga uh yeah, it's cool. Not too bad. Yeah, I, honestly, uh, I'm surprised to see it this high up, uh, but I'm happy to. Um, mm-hmm. And another thing I'm kind of surprised about is uh, seeing Boruto this high. I I didn't think it was as popular as it was. That's yep. Boruto still still pulls. I I wonder if there's something special because in the how long have we been doing? Like all five months we've been doing the the podcast here. I don't think I've seen Boruto show up, and it should have had three or four volumes drop during that time, um, or maybe just two or three. But yeah, first time it's showed up, so maybe it's something special. Um, it is down there at number nine, but it's still, I mean, still selling. So, yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, Not dead. Yeah, uh, honestly, surprising. I thought it had a rough start, but it probably got good. Who knows? better right. maybe it got better maybe not good i won't uh, i won't go that far but um tokyo aliens at number eight i have not heard of this series i don't i don't know if this is translated here in the west i have not heard of it either yeah, i've not heard um, of it i might do a little bit of research to check on that uh that's the big sales thing i think the other thing i wanted to give a call out for is my girl arakawa her new series yomi no sugai has one million copies in three volumes out uh, Japan is in the know. They realize that this series is awesome. Um, D- Demons of the Shadow Realm in the West will probably be a flop, and I'm disappointed because the name they chose is bad. We'll see and once the anime hits, though. Might be, might th- pull this, it up. This is a series that's going to get utterly stifled by a terrible name. Yep. I, 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 I think that's. I that's think we're already we're already that. seeing it, right? Um, yeah. The Reddit threads. I think the Reddit threads generally have been posting the Japanese name, so it's okay. But even then, um, people just don't know about it. I, you know, I can only tweet about it so much about how good it is, and from the author of Full Metal Alchemist, you know, the 
the only second technically original series after Full Metal Alchemist that she's done. Um, it's really good. I this is one that I think is going to sit there at the back, you know, kind of middle. You know, I mean, a million copies in three volumes is insane. That is extremely good. I mean, you can look at the top here, right? The number one seller. Now, this is in a week's time, right? Or in three days' time. My Hero Academia sold a little over a quarter of a million for a single volume. And that's that has six seasons of anime. That has been running for five or six years. Uh, Yomino Sagai is a year old. Three volumes. Essentially, three hundred more than 300,000 copies for each volume. Um, it's selling incredibly well in Japan. So... She's the fucking goat, dude. She is the I'm goat. Glad. And the series is awesome. Um, my, I'm going to guess we're going to get an anime for that in a year and a half, two years. And when it happens, the advertising for it will will plaster all over, you know, from the creator of Full Metal Alchemist. And people will, will perk their ears and eyes up and pay attention to it. Um, and I think, I, I think, I think the, especially in the West, I think the anime is going to be the thing that, that turns people's opinion on it. And then it'll be, it'll be one of the top series, but it is monthly, which is kind of the other big detractor, but we'll see. Um, well, you know what? So, so is FMA. I, I, I think FMA was fine. But I also think um, that the majority of people who say, yes, I love, full, I love FMA, it's great, it's amazing, probably did not read it as it was published monthly um, because it was being published. I mean, it started publication, I want to say, in 2002 or 2003, maybe 2004, um, ran for five years or so, and then ended. Um, I didn't read it while it was ongoing. I watched it after it came out and then, you know, can go back and read it. But uh, I read it because I watched the anime and mm -hmm. um, I knew I heard the manga had a different ending and it wasn't over yet. It was still a, like there's still a decent chunk of it left. So, yeah, the um, first anime, I think, started in 2006 or seven. So two or th only like two or three years, which is about half of it, which is makes sense right she wrote about half of it they did the anime the second half is different alchemist brotherhood catches yeah. up with it but yeah uh yomi no Sugai, twin demons of the shadow realm whatever you want to call it uh it's gonna be big just not yet we'll call it here though uh what else we got kindergarten wars is now a regular on jump plus this is an official series this i'm happy for the series this is a fun cute really well-written little thing this it's is, one of those series I wonder uh like what they're gonna do with it because I feel like there is a pretty staple gag that they do a lot, but it hasn't gotten old yet. So um I'm still enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah. I, I hope it continues to be entertaining. I think that it's I think it's proven to me with the especially the last arc that it can do it's more than just its gag, right? The gag is a window dressing and it's fun and funny. With the the main character, you know, really being into a hot guy, but uh, I do think that I do think that with the last with the last arc, it really showed that it can do good writing with the new with the bomb baseball bat girl. So mm -hmm. I yeah, I don't think that it's it's one note. You don't think that's one note? No, and I think there's a lot of potential in it because you got a good writer, you have an interesting premise, you have. Side characters that have been great so far. Um, this is also one I think translates to anime really well. When, if it gets there, just talking on anime adaptations even more. But, right, I mean, cute kids, action and explosions, 
uh, kind of voice actors being able to be goofy and serious. You know, they're assassins, but they are lovestruck or whatever you want to say. A lot of uh, range in the voice actors you can get out of this. I think this is this is the setup for being one of those kind of sleeper hits. Um, sleeper hits slash Spy Family 2.0 type thing. So. Yeah, I, I, I think it definitely has potential to, to have an anime. I want to see that bear guy. I want to see the... Show me the chapter where this bear guy shows Didn't, up. I want to say he already showed up. But was weren't yeah. they dressed in something for the kids? I don't remember. I don't um, recall. I don't think so, but maybe they have. Um, that I think. And did you add this aliens area thing, or that's old? That's uh, old. It, it it only ended like two weeks ago. Aliens area that ended months ago. Am I tripping? You are tripping. I thought I, I, I thought it ended a few weeks ago. That ended last year. November, October, maybe it's been over for a while. Maybe, maybe something else ended and I, and I got it mixed up. Maybe uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's uh never mind. It's it's just the final volume. Oh, probably came out. Uh, yeah. Released and and I and I thought yeah, I was seeing probably two not good sales. That's aliens. Aliens area for some reason is the one I see a lot of the Twitter people I follow you follow saying. They were disappointed that that one got axed, but I don't. I mean, I think everything that's been axed deserves it. I think I've I say that a lot. Um, Aeon's area, especially, that was just. I don't know. Didn't Siren got robbed? Siren yeah. got robbed two decades ago. <laughs> I was about to say that's from two thousand and five, my dude, or two thousand eight. <laughs> so I think that's it for the news. For quick me quick little discussions, actually, why don't you tell me about Mashal? I have been reading this to start and catch up. I think I'm ten or eleven chapters in. It's pretty fun, pretty funny, good action, interesting. Um, it definitely has its gag. It's a uh, dead pain main character, but uh, what's so good about this most recent chapter? Yeah, you remember how I, I mentioned Kindergarten Wars has one joke. Uh, Mashal yep. also has one joke done a million different ways, but it friggin works man it uh the whole series is a massive shit post which is a kind of a play on hogwarts except one punch man goes there instead of harry potter and yeah. fixes all of his problems with his muscles and uh this is like uh kind of the final battle and um instead of tense dialogue and kind of big stakes there are big stakes, but Mashal is basically just saying, hey, bro, I, I just want to go home. Uh, your name is ultra cringe, by the way. Uh, you're you're a, you're an old man. You can't be going by the, the tag Innocent Zero. Uh, he, he straight up says cringe in the official uh, translations. Yeah. And it's just so fucking funny. Um. Yeah, uh, can you hit the next page real quick? Yeah, it's oh, I, I from it. from reading the first couple of chapters, I definitely noticed that it's very mash. The main character is very kind of meta. It's the best kind of uh, reader insert, right? Where instead right. of using the reader insert for like you can feel powerful or now the girls love you, is like your name is cringe, bro. <laughs> like it's the kind of like hypercritical. Uh, his culture is different because of he was not raised with the he did have a magical 
grandpa, dad, or whatever, but since he doesn't have magic powers, he's kind of outside of that culture, and because he's outside of that culture, he brings a viewpoint that the reader might have looking in, and it's really funny. Exactly. He does, uh, but then it, it, it takes the gag to an extreme, where it goes from like, oh, he's relatable because he's because he's just a normal dude to no, it's it's not relatable anymore. He he used his quadriceps uh, to fucking crater a, a mountain or something. You know, it's like he, he uses his he plays Quidditch in like the fourth chapter or something. Uh, yeah, I read that one. Yep. And he flies his broom by just like bicycling his legs so hard that uh he, he just flies yeah, uh, and through sheer momentum. I, I think in one of the chapters I just read, the part, some test is like, oh, find these scorpions with gems in their head and kill them and bring the gems back, you know, and if you if you bring a gem back, you get a reward or you pass the class or something. And he's like confronting another guy who is like, I'm trying to remember, like he like makes him hit him 10 times. He's going to hit him 10 times back and he like hits him twice. And the guy's like, I am going to die if MASH hits me one more time. And then like <laughs> the largest of all scorpions shows up and they're all like, oh my gosh, it's the like star gemmed scorpion. Like if, if we kill that, we'll get a super reward from the thing. And MASH just like backhands it and it goes flying and it's gone and it's not a part of the story anymore. And he's just like, I'm doing something. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I it, And it's like, I'm glad to see the series go so long and do so well because at no point do I feel like it takes itself seriously in any mm -hmm. major way. It is a shit post through and through, and uh, that's what's great about it. Uh, also, I love this reaction face where he's he's devastated at being called cringe. There's uh, a lot of yeah, I've noticed in the first ten or chapters or so, uh, the reactions to the things that Mash tells people is very kind of like sad, disappointed, dejected. Like, yeah. I, like I thought I was cool. Like I thought I was being, it's very, uh, what's the like anti Chunibio kind of right. Like Chunibio is the idea of the like eighth grader syndrome. The like, I, again, like, Oh, my name is innocent zero. I'm the ultimate evil. My power is blah, blah, blah. And he's kind of, Bash is the anti that. So everyone is trying to be uh shonen cool, right? Like yelling their yeah. names out or whatever. And Mash is just like, that is so lame. Um it, which I think is is very refreshing in a series pretty much full of the former. And you can even see it with this fucking page right here, exactly what you're talking about, right? Like he he sustains like a serious injury, loses one of his hands pretty much. And his reaction's like, oh, I've have, got old man I have hand. Old man hand. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and he does that a lot. Where it's like, what was? I, I don't know. You should read it. It's it's really funny and good. Um, it, it is funny and good. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm liking it. I'm gonna hopefully. There's too many things to read, but I think Mash is a pretty easy one to get through. So, um, do you yeah. said you think it's winding down? Do you think it? Are we actually in the end game, or is there gonna be I something think else? I think. That, I, I think this is the end game. I don't know how many chapters are going to be in like the last fight, but um, I think after this fight, it's probably done. Interesting. Yeah. I'll yeah, be interested to see if it keeps going or if they actually end it. Uh, I think it's a good spot to end it. If they decide to, it's like a hundred and something chapters and yeah, we're at one forty three. There's like actually no more setup for any other villains um, or any other future plot points yet. So uh, yeah, I think this will, this will probably, uh, do a wrap here pretty soon. Well, I think we got an anime announcement, right? And we did. 
My guess would be that... Uh, oh, we have voices? Oh, in the preview. Okay, and okay, we have, so it's cast. My guess is that they at least want to keep it running through the, um, through the anime being released, and then we'll see if the anime is really popular. They might They might press on it to continue. I hope they don't. I don't know if we've seen that much recently. Maybe because Demon Slayer ended pretty soon. Jujutsu Kaisen, I think, is is getting to the end, but I I would say we're still probably a year out, maybe on that one. So, I find that a lot of like popular, like manga and stuff, um, kind of end at the author's discretion more yeah. so than I see like TV shows in America because those get milked to death, right? It's mm-hmm. it's a rare occasion you see those end when the creator wants it to end. I do think in the last few years we've seen less pressure on authors to continue writing. I do know this is a problem that uh Kubo had with Bleach. Right? He pressure he was pressured to writing or maybe just pressured to produce more chapters than he wanted or chapters too fast and that affected him negatively. I think especially after the loss of Mira of the author of Berserk um, his, a uh, much, much of his death is, from what I understand, attributed to physical maladies taken from overwork for much of his life due to, I mean, part of this, I think, is him being a perfectionist. I do think he had other health issues, but he did also work himself to death and cause wrist issues, which he had to take breaks for, blah, it's blah, blah. the nature blah. of, I mean, yeah, the yeah. industry's a meat grinder. Yeah, I mean, the same thing with, uh... With Hunter Hunter, you know, he's he also has health issues. I believe his issues are back or wrist issues from drawing or writing. Uh, uh yeah, he has back issues. I, I forget what it's from. I used to know. Um I think I think it might be bad posture too from Hunter Right. So essentially, no. yeah, I think the last couple of years after, you know, losing losing quote unquote, we lost Mira, we lost we're you know, essentially lost the author of Hunter Hunter, right? He's published a chapter a year over five years, maybe. I think in the past five years, we've gotten less than 10 chapters, maybe 10. Um, yeah, that shit ain't ending, but uh, it's it's already kind of fucking amazing for what it is. Uh, he probably should have just ended it after Chimera Ants, though. Yeah, Instead I mean, that's, yeah. that's a whole other tangent. I will say, True. I also do think, I think that the more modern manga artists, I think the digital medium is healthier, safer, and better for them in a lot of ways than sitting over a piece of paper with a pen. Um, there are more ergonomic drawing, writing, styling tools. The programs allow you to take shortcuts for certain drawing things, repeatable patterns, right? Like in like Mira's dragon, that's a pretty popular spread. He drew every scale on that dragon, right? A little half circle or something. And that's so incredibly detailed. That can be done digitally now with like a repeating pattern or a brush that's the pattern tool. Um, so I do think one of the things with modern uh, modern manga art production is that we're hopefully saving some artists for the long term with some of these helpful tools they've got. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like you can easily correct any errors too, instead of redoing mm-hmm. a whole page. You know, Mir. Uh, I, I think it was one of his assistants or someone in an interview that said, like, 
what they saw to be a perfect page. If Mir saw any imperfections in his own work, he'd scrap the whole thing and do it over. Right, yeah, and, you just, you have to start over because he's doing ink on page, right? And maybe he's got yeah. a sketch behind it, but ink on page, got to do it again. Yeah, and in a digital medium, that's like a, a two-second fix, you know? I mean, yeah, not even, I... I have a little drawing tablet and I've seen people most the undo button people have mapped onto their pen. And so they'll draw a line and say, nope, nope, nope. Try again. Nope. Anyways. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mashal. Fun, funny. I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, maybe I'll finish that up tonight. Maybe I, I've been moving as you can see, we'll talk about that later, but, uh, definitely needing to take a break. So yeah. Anything else on Mashal Gautam? Uh, nope. That's about it. Read cool. it. It's fun. Uh, I would like to talk about Dan to Dan, which will transfer us with a little bit of romantic background into our Valentine's Day topic. Um, something, so this chapter, the art in this chapter alone is great. I think I have three spreads after this. Um, but something I really liked was I really like the way the MC handles seeing the girl he has a crush on sleeping quote-unquote with his with like one of his friends right they kind of like took a nap together one of them's trying to focus their chi this is we know this is platonic um and uh ken does not but the way he reacts to it i did you read this chapter right yeah the way he reacts to it of like okay this sucks i but i can't worry about this right now we're about to be invaded by aliens i'll deal with this later is like mature and like not like a lesser author would have said oh this chapter is going to be all about this drama this misunderstanding drama right and Mm -hmm. they didn't do that they just got rid of it by saying i this sucks i feel bad and that's not the most important thing the most important thing is the alien invasion so i'm going to deal with that later and i just i thought that's such a great decision i i completely agree and uh uh during our award show thing for last year, I mentioned that Dan to Dan was one of the best romances. And that's still a hot take, but uh, I think it's stuff like this, right? It subverts normal romance tropes where this this will be like three or four or five chapters of misunderstandings and right. no communication, right? Otherwise. Uh, but yeah, it just um, turns out people are generally level-headed and uh, the author writes them that way. That's... Uh, yeah. it's great and i mean this uh, is this avoids a big pitfall that a lot of people notice in critique so this if this had been a misunderstanding that would have led to more drama or this would have been the focus of the chapter this is what's called idiot plot right idiot plot is essentially when the plot could be resolved by any two characters just talking to each other um now there's a little bit of a little bit of a caveat is you know the mc here is is passed out and he's astral projecting so they can't really talk to each other but even still the fact that they just avoid all any kind of it's a misunderstanding or um you know just going down that drama path is i don't know it's i just i have so much respect for the author doing that it's it's so good and simple and yeah it's great i agree yeah uh did you notice that he's astral projecting from his asshole uh yeah he's got a little tail thing but knowing dan dan certainly might be coming out of his butt after the importance of testicles in the series yeah 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 that's that's what i was gonna say the the main theme the complex uh hidden theme behind dan dan is it's all about asses and asses and balls the genitals are important yeah um but yeah look i mean this spread 
is crazy it's good. Dope. It's so good. Also, speaking of speaking of quick digital tools, uh, this is so what we're looking at here is sort of uh, Takakura going through a phone wormhole through Tokyo. This is just a picture of downtown Tokyo converted to uh, like a manga style and then warped, which I like, I learned how to do this in After Effects a couple weeks ago, maybe just warped through a singular point and added some accents in like this probably took him, even if this took him an hour, imagine the amount of time it would take to manually draw like a distorted skyline of Tokyo you just like it's almost impossible to do i would say right you just couldn't actually produce this kind of art without an exceptional you could but without an exceptional kind of mental mental image and faculties and practice of distorting and warping and rounding out and drawing buildings and skylines in that way it's just it's not a tool mm-hmm. set that many, most manga could have right they're mostly focused on drawing characters um but with digital tools you can just do it and it looks really fucking good it does yeah it looks like a, a scene from Doctor Strange. Yeah, could be a Doctor Strange. This could be a movie thing. This is, yeah, this does feel very kind of uh, sci. I mean, sci-fi, obviously, because the series is sci-fi. But I, it just looks very cool. It's a very classic kind of teleportation visual. The 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 TV movie wormhole, right, is round, and you move through it, and it's just kind of that with, with Tokyo paste around it. Um, and then we get grandma who is one of my favorite characters and one of the best designed characters i think in the whole series i'm glad she she finally gets to show her stuff uh yeah this is this was a sick ending i like how her and uh, the two grandmas are just buds now just who's hanging the, out all the who's time who's the other grandma? Tur- turbo granny and oh the cat. yeah the cat yeah, yeah yeah turbo granny yeah yeah um it's man i just can't get over how good and cool the spreads and art is in this i could talk uh the channel is called white gray black but you can see how good this panel is because if you look at granny see granny's wearing primarily gray and black um and the area immediately around her instead of being filled with debris which would also be dark and more black or gray instead is almost completely in a white empty space and doing empty white with black on top makes her stand out the most in this page so this is like immediately where your eye goes to are two things right there's the big black uh enemy robot head and then granny and those are really the two most important things on the page so it's just such such good panel composition here that um yeah dan to dan always has really good composition like this so how does this dude do this weekly there hasn't even been a break Again, like I think he is, again, I think an exceptional digital artist because there's a lot of things in here that I notice are digital specific, I guess I would say, right? Patterns on the wood here, that's pretty easy. The other patterns do look manually drawn. Um, I'm pretty sure he also has ex- maybe pre-drawn explosions or brushes, right? Like the... Uh, if you look at the bottom, sort of the explosion from the ground, the sort of jagged line uh, with the white below it, that's just a brush I think you can pick, right? You just draw that with a brush. You don't have to draw the lines individually. Um, stuff like that. Even then, if you look, I mean, if you start looking at the robot, the robot's not super detailed. Um, there's actually nothing in this page that is really hyper detailed. 
the explosions are all uh like brush so like generally digital brush selected there's a couple of detailed things in here but nothing that really would take that long right the robot is pretty low low poly low detail um and the two characters i, I it's just I, yeah it's pretty I, it's I just good simple small parts of it like there are a million small parts that work really well that come together like look yeah. at the blur on the motion blur on the bat for yeah. example yep it, it's just like that at every piece like of the panel you look at you know so yeah. um i definitely think dan dan is you you said it exactly it's a lot of small pieces and the the sum of all those little choices this author artist is making make it work lots in lots of ways right absolutely yeah it 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 hasn't missed yet so it has not and i i remember for the first i don't know year almost we were kind of like okay it's really good but can it stay really good i'm kind of missing x y and z but yeah i mean again here panel composition excellent i again granny the sort of dark black on white is one of the most stark contrasts you can do other than white on black uh composition here is great right you start I, the composition is so good, right? Her cape is blowing off the page right to where you're supposed to start reading the page, right? On the far right. So you start from her cape. It brings you into the character. You keep moving left. You're brought you're brought down by her dark legs to see Takakura. You're brought up by the explosion and then back down left because the uh, explosion out of the robot is actually going down into the other panel it's just so good like the the flow of the pages here is something that makes his action paneling and action composition so good um also granny just looks cool i don't know i she's Gr great granny does look, she has the, the fucking cool guys don't look at explosion pose she has the glasses she got the uh, cigarette where, yeah where you can't you can't see her eyes because it's uh, a badass action pose uh one cute thing is that she holds the phone up so that Turbo Granny can also hear and talk. She holds the phone up so both of them are able to talk on the phone. Isn't uh, uh, isn't Turbo Granny holding the phone in these, or is that is those in a page I didn't grab? Uh, it might be that Turbo Granny is holding the phone. I think Turbo Granny is holding the phone in these pages, but yeah, uh, I just I just think it's cute that well, she's holding it in in the the final panel, right? Um, normal she... Granny, I mean, no, yeah, that's she's her... holding her baseball bat. Oh, is, is that's the, your baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. The cat the is holding the phone, but yeah. I, Turbo Granny also has like a a gremlin face this whole time, and I I, I think she's become so fucking cute. Uh, it's like, such a great character. Yeah, like she's like she was started out as the creepiest fucking weirdo and yeah. turned into the mascot character of the series. Absolutely, and what a, well. like what a great mascot! What a great ending line of just like. You know, the your partner has exploded a robot in action. The ghost of your kind of former partner, PowerShare, is here. And what does the cat, what does the Turbo Granny say? He says, if you eat the chips on the shelf, I will kill you. It's <laughs> just, just like classic. Also, I love um, Takakura's, he does the shocked face, double hands on glasses. That's like his pose when things surprise him. And it's, it's just one of those weird, unique things that's in this series that's just so good. Uh. Yeah, and you know, like the author does this for all of the characters so well, especially Momo, draws so many like different types of reaction faces. I, mm -hmm. I, everyone focuses on how great Anya from Spike's family's reaction faces are, but people should be giving fucking Dan to Dan more credit for how good the the reaction. It's faces got are. a lot of good ones. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Anything else to say on Dan to Dan? Um, uh, nope. I, I think this is a good chapter. We'll, we'll, we're right in the, the middle of it, but I think we'll, we'll get more. There'll be more to talk about uh, as we wrap up this arc. Yep. Oh, I do. I was going to say one prediction is my guess is we're going to get maybe a chapter or two of Takakura and Granny, and then we're going to cut back to the other three who are training. The assault's going to start deus ex machina slash not really but saved by by takakura and granny showing up that would be my guess for the for how the plot goes but it has never gone in a predictable direction previously so we'll see uh i i do like that ira is the only kind of competent fighter um i thought that was interesting yeah she's she's still she's maybe the least developed character but she's still really unique um i love I don't think I, I don't, I don't know if she showed up in this chapter like that. I didn't grab a picture of it, but I love her eye patch. I think that gives her a cool look. I think previously her design was pretty plain, um, but giving her the eye patch makes her look really cool. Uh, I should, yeah, it just go, go read. I don't, it's not in any of the pictures, I don't think, but uh, yeah, Ira in the eye patch is very cool. Uh, and you know, she had her, her arc was like one of the most tragic, had one of the most tragic flashbacks and, it yeah, had some good development, but I, I think it feels like she doesn't have much development because she kind of acts the same as she did when she she like entered the series, you know? Yeah, so and I, I, I think we'll that. get I think we'll get a little bit more with her in this arc for the, the combat and stuff. But I'm totally it's very much the um, One Piece style where it's like when you introduce a new character or you're adding a crewmate, you they go through their major arc. And then once that's over, they don't really change. They are a consistent character. And I think that is okay for other series to do. And I think that's the kind of character Ira is. I think she was I introduced. Yeah. I think she developed in her arc. I do think that the flashback chapter with the dancing mother or whatever it was is probably the like moment where I went, okay, Dandy Dan was fun and good. And now it's like, solidified amazing like really great that was a chapter Dude, where it swapped that cha- that chapter was like legit heartbreaking i, th- I teared up that was that was yeah, uh, it's a very such good a sad sad chapter yeah so go check it out um speaking of heartbreaking and you know we spoke at the start about how dan dan is a good romance happy valentine's day let's talk about some romance manga that are coming out that we like that we want to suggest or chat about or talk. Why don't you pick a series to say a few words about, and we'll, we'll chat about it. Uh, yeah, and uh, I guess to to specify, we're we're just talking about ongoing, currently running romances, right? Yeah, let's talk about the ongoing ones. Um, I think we've spoken previously. Maybe no, it was in the last episode. Um, Kaguya is maybe the best romance that we've both read. So yeah, and uh. Yeah, there's my Orin High School host club on the bottom right. Um, I, should, I but grabbed yeah. this pick off Google, but yeah, Hori uh, is the, up there, quintessential. But yeah, just uh, what what's one of your favorites? Maybe not your favorite favorite, but what's one of your favorite ongoing right now? In my opinion, the best running romance, um, and it is my favorite and the best running one, in my opinion, is The Dangerous in My Heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, also wrapping up, I think. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, Everything on my list is mostly adult romance stuff, uh, but the dangerous in my heart is actually uh, like a, a, a teenage romance, um, mm-hmm. and I think it does it so goddamn well because I feel like a lot of romance, uh, not a lot, I think that's hyperbole, but um, a decent chunk of romance stuff uh, writes 
kid characters. They just want to use the high school setting. They're written like adults. Right. And the only thing that indicates that they're children is they misunderstand each other and don't communicate. And that's just a tool for the author to drag the story in. It's easy to plot, yeah. Like we're talking and, about. and that's what usually annoys me about romances. I think The Dangerous in My Heart uh, is so fucking well written because the characters go so much growth. Uh, the main character is this edgy little uh, little guy. And um, he develops, like, it, it, the first chapter is, is, like, the first few chapters are, like, super Chunibyo. Where he's like, I, I like, I wonder what will happen if I kill all my classmates kind of thoughts. But yeah. like, he's not like that as a per, as a character at all. Like he completely grows out of that in a natural way. Um, it addresses teenage insecurities. Um, I, I just think it, it it's so well written. Uh, and I think the romance also works really well. So, yeah, I've read I've not read all of this. Um, I have read this first maybe 20 or 30 chapters and kind of caught up at the end. It's, you're right, the the characters are sort of naive and innocent, but not stupid, which I think is the dividing line of that kind of high school romance that causes issues, right? Where sometimes they just think, oh, kids are stupid, and I'll just make them be stupid around each other and, you know, draw the wrong conclusions. Whereas in this one, it's like, okay... They're naive, love is new, they aren't familiar with it, but they aren't stupid, right? They're still kind of emotionally mature where it matters. Um, it's a really good series. And I think uh, every single point, there there are misunderstandings, like every romance uh, manga, but the misunderstandings always ends with them talking it out and clarifying mm. stuff. So that's never really a point of drama, uh, because they talk and have communication. And I, I think... I think that's a theme with all of all of my picks is uh, people talking to each other. What's that? What's that term you use? Like stupid writing or something? Uh, it's, it? Well, like, it's called idiot plot, right? Any idiot any plot, yeah. any plot point that's introduced that could be solved just by two characters talking to each other is idiot plot. It happens. I mean, it's a notorious in rom coms, right? Where it's like, I thought you wanted this, and you thought mm-hmm. I wanted, you know, it's. Anything where it's just if the two characters just sat down and talked to each other and didn't misunderstand would be resolved. That's idiot plot, and it, it's it's rampant and it's generally not very good. Right, and uh, I I think um I think most of my picks dodge that. Uh, yeah, because that's usually the type of romances I like. I usually drop the ones that frustrate me too much. Yeah, makes sense. Um. One, let's see, one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, hit me with one of yours. I mean, I, I'm i a big fan of Son of Bisque Doll, My Dress Up Darling. That one had a down arc. I think we talked about it two weeks ago. I talked about how right. it's back in stride. It's still very good. Um, But just the general sort of romance of it and the point of view of Marin, kind of as, as the girl being head over heels for the guy as opposed to the guy being a super simp uh was a was refreshing and well written enough that i enjoyed it um blue box is also really good we mentioned that in the sales thing that was up there at number three or four uh it's pretty good it it isn't perfect but it has reading it chapter to chapter is a little bit different than looking at it uh kind of as a whole series because chapter to chapter it'll make little things you go oh that seems like idiot plot they 
just need to talk to each other. And if you just give it two or three chapters, they almost always do, which I think is good. Um, and I think the one shot of Blue Box, if you really want to read a really good one shot romance, um, Blue Box is excellent. I will say, as a as sort of big point of discussion, I think Nagatoro, uh, Irijanide Nagatoro San, don't don't tease me, Miss Nagatoro, whatever you want to call it, um, just a really good, just a really good series. I, I it's got every, I don't know, it's got good fun art, has interesting reaction faces, like we were talking about, good characters. Um, after it kind of gets past the wow, this is actually bullying, which it does fairly quickly in maybe five or ten chapters. It's really sweet and wholesome, and the last arc, or the last kind of setup, my guess is for the finale of the confession, has been really good, because it's it's rooted in character growth. Both of them are kind of hinging their confession on having a success in their... Uh, in their, what do I say? The the guy ha- wants to succeed at a placement test for college and the girl wants to succeed in a competition, a judo competition. So they're both sort of like, hey, if I, you know, if I do well here, if I grow as a character, then I can take my next step to grow even more. And just little things like that, just hinging a progressive moment on actual character, you know, if I do well enough here, if I don't do well enough, I'll confess, blah, blah, blah. So, like, that's really simple. Anagatoro has always been like that, but it's just, it's good. It just works. It is just kind of how you make a story. So it's just good. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I I completely agree. If it wasn't on your list, I think I'd put it fourth on mine, my fourth favorite. Uh, I think it, like I mentioned to you, uh, I, I think it is, it was losing me a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. but I still think overall, um, it is this one of the strongest rom-coms currently going. Uh, and the the cast of side characters is fun too. I I, yeah. I really only dislike the president. Yeah, and I yeah, all the side characters I think are great. All of Nagatoro's friends are funny. I think the president's little sister is like a better version of her. In this yeah. current arc, Nagatoro's older brother and older sister are both in it and they're both fun because they're similar to her. Um yeah, and we talked about this uh, maybe last week in our hot take thing when talking about romance, but a lot of romances like this live or die on their side characters. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. And most of them are strong. Yeah, I mean, something like uh, something like Wotakoi is one that... Uh, Wotakoi, and then what is the... Oh, what's the... The one about the manga author in high school with the little red-headed girl... I can't remember the name of it. In the high school with the red-headed girl. Oh, uh, it's like some gal thing? No, not a gal thing. I'll find it. I don't worry about it. Anyways, but those those both have really good... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the, the the comedy with Chi, uh, yes, uh, Chihiro. Com- Chihiro, Chihiro. Um, yes, that one. Nozaki, Nozaki. Yes, yeah. Gekon Shoujo Nozaki-kun. That's one where the side characters are like the star, the star of the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually think surprisingly i think nozaki and chihiro are legitimately the funniest characters they are still very the, good yeah the, the side characters are all hysterical and well-written yep for sure um let's see what else what's the uh, next thing you've got on yours Let me give me my second one um 
we talked about it a lot. Uh, we talked about these next two a lot, so I'll give you both of them. Yeah. Uh, it's telework. Um, still continuing strong. Still mm-hmm. fun. Still, still a good read. Uh, a like a romance with like thirty year olds, and it, I feel like it works on every level so far. Yeah, incredibly well uh, written. Love it still. And uh, smoking behind the supermarket. I think that one is also pretty unique. Um, and I, I, yeah, like I, I think everything works about it. Like the characters are both interesting, and uh, the premise is unique, and smoking isn't bad for you kids that's that's literally i would say my only complaint because yeah it's it's very good i hope we get i hope there's more progression in it eventually um this doesn't feel like a long running series and it does feel like the progression is slow but intentional um if it wasn't for that one chapter where they almost get the main character to quit smoking and then roll it back because it's the only connection he has to the girl um yeah i would definitely call it Maybe one of the best. And it's selling well. That's why I flip back to the sales page right here. Um, that's Supernova de Yanni Su Futari. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are both really good. And I agree. Adult, uh, adult romances are on the rise. I think, I think the anime fans... I think the anime fans of the late 90s, early 2000s, like we are... Um, have aged up and aged out of a lot of the less mature romances, and I think that the more mature, the more mature stuff is attracting us, and has it has been for the last couple of years. So, yeah, and 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 there's like a market for it, right? Like I, like uh, yeah, these high clearly. school romances, I, I feel uh, work for people our age because we remember being in high school, um, and feel like i feel like the dangerous in my heart for example for me i remember having those insecurities or those phases you know uh that's why it works for me but i i feel like i can relate more to telework and smoking behind the supermarket as an adult because that's how romances feel as an adult um yeah and like you said they're all anime fans so they have to supplement lack of relationship with something yeah and you might you might as well do it with adult romances yeah there is also something to be said about uh, where buying power lies. I the more I think about it, maybe the less the less surprised I am to see smoking behind the supermarket. You know, at that what was it seventh seven out of ten top bestseller list because you know kid well, kids might get their allowance to buy you know One Piece or Demon Slayer or Jujutsu Kaisen once a month or twice a month or something. Um, but adults always have money, and if something grabs an adult, you know will we'll buy it. Um, and so I think these adult romances definitely, there is definitely an angle for adult focused media. Um, agreed. Yeah. I mean, Deadpool showed, what was it? The first was Deadpool, the first R rated movie to pass a billion dollars or something like that. And it blew everybody's mind, but a billion. Yes. I I, I, I think that's right. I think that's right. That's a large, that's a large sum. I I mean, it is the, not even in the top, like 20 top, grossing movies i don't know it, by the way in japanese um convenience stores they they sell manga of course right. um i if i owned one i would put this manga right next to the cigarettes yes absolutely and you would <laughs> you would make money for it that's a smart choice yeah. i also wonder i don't know enough about i know a little bit about smoking culture in japan i know that it's a 
it's a thing that the black company kind of overworked office people do, which is that it generally yeah. is pretty pervasive there. Um, whereas, they also, yeah, they also get stupendously blackout drunk, um, <laughs> miss their trains and sleep in capsule hotels and then go back to work the next day. So yep. yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. But I think uh, the cigarette thing in general appeals to those, uh, appeals to the, again, those people and those people have money, so they're able to buy it. Um, uh, it it appeals to me um as an ex smoker right like mm. so i i think i think it uh, i get it, right i i get it. So, like if you've ever smoked cigarettes you know you probably love cigarettes even if you quit them so uh yeah i don't know the the theme works even i i just hated that one chapter uh where they said cigarettes aren't bad for you um well, they didn't necessarily one, yeah. say cigarettes aren't bad for you. They just kind of not so many. They words, walked up to the line know. of, "Hey, what if these people both stopped smoking because the main guy got cancer from it, and we can deal yeah, with what that?" The fuck? And then they were just like, "Nope, doesn't he doesn't have it? Doesn't have cancer? It was a joke. It was a, it was a joke. You can smoke still." It was bizarre <laughs> to even like it's bizarre that they brought that up because it's yeah. like nobody wants to think about that in a lighthearted rom com, right? I wonder. I I hope for the future of this series. I do hope that not even necessarily that something happens. I do hope that they eventually quit smoking together. And maybe that's the end of the series, right? That like, Oh, they've stopped smoking. They can't smoke behind the back of the supermarket. So the story's over. I don't know. I would, I would be pretty content with that as an ending just because I, I don't know. Like smoking's bad. It, there's no, there's not a good upside of smoking. Uh, it There's is kind of that. sad to to hinge even one tiny minor little good thing to smoking like this series does of like, oh, you might meet a cute girl by smoking somewhere specific. But I, yeah. And I don't see this as an encouragement of smoking whatsoever. But the one thing smoking cigarettes does do is it increases the amount of social interactions you have sure. drastically. Yep. Um, and it be it good or bad right i uh, it, cigarettes are terrible for you don't smoke them but yeah it it, it makes sense to people meeting just smoking cigarettes um yeah. i mean doing the- you know doing molly at a rave also increases your social interactions so there's lots of cocaine in at a club and, social interactions and, going up so yeah drugs and, I, and, and social interactions and, are, are are linked i will give you that i, I can't wait for that manga Right, just uh, yep. two uh, two crackheads falling dropping, in love, dropping acid behind the rave on a Friday night. Two of us, hell yeah, romantic. Yeah, X star X. Um, uh, well, I'll give you I'll give you my last one uh, after I hear some of yours. Yeah, I was gonna go through a little speed run of the ones that I think are fun, if not super valuable. Um, Doki Chan, which is. A super short form Twitter post, essentially once a week. Uh, the artist whose name is Yom, I love their art. I this is this edges into lewd territory and sometimes out of it, it's but it's it's good. And I gotta say, uh, Yom is an artist who I think has some of the best. How do I put this and not make it too weird? His understanding of female anatomy is incredible. Um, and there's there's a lot of action people uh, who have really good anatomy chops, I guess I would say. And Yom, even though the faces 
that they do. I don't sure if it's a it's a guy or a girl. Um, the faces that they do are a little bit more simple and stylized, but the body, like, I I will watch Yom draw like a calf or like you know he draws like these businesswoman type uh type characters a lot. The way that he draws like legs and calves and arms and hands and feet is like this person understands anatomy incredibly well. And so I will, I'll give a shout out to Yam and Doki Chan there. Uh, 100 Girlfriends, which I don't read, but I know a lot of people do. That one seems like a fun one. I'm going to check out the anime when it hits and see what it's like. Um, Komi-san is dog shit. We'll move past that. Uh, uh, I see that you've got to Moto Takagi and I've got one of the authors, the previous spinoff, the Takagi authors, the original Takagi authors, other series, Sore Demo Ayumu. That's the um, Japanese chess uh, one. Shogi. Yeah, Shogi one, which I think is the best of the sort of three that he does, which is like Takagi, the Shogi one, and there's a Ninja one, um, which I haven't really read much of the Ninja one, but the, the Shogi one is the best thing. Um, Takagi's still fun. Those are uh, all those yeah. are all pretty cute and sweet, though the progress is not the uh progress is not the focus of them. Um I think uh Kanan Sama is pretty good and fun. That's a pretty short uh That's a pretty short series. I think it's usually nine or ten pages. A little etchy, but not too etchy. Uh endlessly devoted guy dates a demon girl the last arc they've been doing is like meeting her parents i think it's fun uh yeah those are all just a couple of fun ones that i that i enjoy so um so my issue with uh doki is very popular uh mm -hmm. by the way but my issue with doki and a similar manga that i have this issue is i hate when the male protagonist doesn't have a face and it's supposed to be a self-insert of me see um, i yeah I I don't. I, I, and I think it, it can be like, done uh, well. I think I think Verdoki Chan especially is one of the better uses of it, um, because this it's not about the guy, and it's not really a self insert because you never are really <clears throat> you're never really seeing the story from the point of view of the guy. You're almost always seeing the point of view from a female protagonist. So the faceless guy is just sort of meant to be. That's why it feels like a self insert. It is right? it is it is in a way a self insert, but it is less uh I don't I'm trying to think of how. It is less of a I can insert myself into the situation and this girl's endlessly in love with me, and more of it's 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 a two way self insert, right? It's if you're a girl reading this, you can insert whatever guy you want on the other end, and if you're a guy, you can insert yourself there. And I don't think that all self insert characters work like that, right? I don't think if you're looking at like a harem protagonist that looks generic and is meant to be a self-insert, I don't think that uh, girls reading that are going to be able to just insert the boy they like onto that blank canvas. Whereas I think in Doki-chan, I think it works more in two directions. So I'm a little bit more forgiving of it. And, you know, I, I can totally see that. And I, I don't even think this is a flaw, right? I think this is a preference thing and it's just not my preference. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and like, like even... Either way, I, I don't want any self-inserts. It's kind of my preference. It's like, I just want characters. Yeah. Uh, because I, I don't need to project myself onto a character. I, I'd rather have two well-written characters, and I can relate by relating to these to these other characters that yeah. are and I would I would you know kind I mean? of... I do. I would kind of say in Doki-chan, and this is not true for all 
this is not true for most self-insert or kind of blank generic characters. Um, sometimes authors use those as a way to say that that character is just not that important. And I think that's that's more what Doki Chen does, because I do think Doki Chen is one of the better blank face character using series. Uh, something like, what's the what's the, the big boob thing? Tawawa on Mondays or whatever it's called. That is one's... Zaki-chan? No, oh. it's the... I, it's called to- Tawawa something. I, I don't think I've, I've read that. You've seen, it's like on the front page like every Monday or Tuesday on, on Reddit. But Oh, got it. I'm he does like just... the single shot and it's just a girl with ginormous breasts. And then there's like actual, actual series that goes along like the next day or something. Um, hmm. Anyways, but that all of the girls in there have a crush on their own different guy that is a blank face dude that like kind of has characteristics and kind of doesn't. That one doesn't work as well for me. Doki Chen is more, um, the, the guy is, doesn't have a face because he doesn't really matter. You're not really there to read about him. You're not, even if you want to play it as self-insert, it, it allows you to do that, which I think is okay. Um, but generally it's more just about like, you're reading this because Doki Chen is cute or she's going to do something goofy or the office ladies are going to do something cute or funny. It's just like, it's not about them. So why worry about giving them a face? It's very much, um, it's something that. So one of my anime favorite anime series is Bakamona Gatari. One of the cool things about that series is if you watch the first, I don't know, 10, 20 episodes, you'll ask like, are there other people in the town they live in? Because you don't see, there's hardly anyone else ever appears, right? You almost never see other characters' faces unless they are a named, voiced, interactable character, which I think is a stylistic choice to essentially say, you know, we don't need to fill out, we don't need to draw a bunch of random people walking around, even though you know they're there, because the characters in our, the important part is the characters in our story who are the focus. Um, and that is a more drastic version of kind of what I'm talking about with Doki, is essentially, you don't have to give that character a face, because he's not important. It's not the important part of the story. It's, he, we need that character to be present to tell the story, but they are not the important part. The important part is Doki-chan and the girls and whatever. Um, and that that just kind of makes me lose all investment in it personally because like i think it works for monogatari, monogatari but like i i think for a romance um if one of the characters isn't really a character within the romance it it loses me um yeah that's fair and again it's just personal preference this is not an attack on doki it's just it's an attack on everything uh <laughs> with faceless characters shingeki know everything yeah uh, yeah, let me give you uh, my last one. I talked about this before uh, briefly. Like, I think I just mentioned it. Uh, but this one's an, uh, an award-winning one. Um, uh, I think two or three years ago, uh, years ago, it won quite a few awards. It's oh. uh, Insomniacs After School. And yes, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, very good. Very fucking good. Um, I'd recommend everyone read it. It It isn't... It, it's, it's like the dangers in my heart except um less comedy um a little bit more drama but the characters are really well realized and uh flawed but also on the opposite end of the spectrum it's like they're they're just human as fuck and i don't think there has ever like there's not been one single one of these uh classic misunderstanding lack of communication romance tropes uh 
I think the the romance builds naturally, and there's no like uh confession confession scenes, right? They just know right, they like yeah. each other after a certain point. I always appreciate, the, yeah, yeah. I always appreciate when it's just kind of like maybe there's a confession, but we're not going to hinge it around that. It just kind of works. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Like it's like they they spend so much time together. They see all these beautiful scenes together. It's like it's clear they're they're already dating, even if they hadn't said it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just naturally it turns into that, right? Um, but yeah, it won won awards for a reason. Just re- really a a good read. Um, and yeah, my last one. Uh, th- those are my big four. Those are my favorites going right now. Uh, I have a soft spot for Takagi Moto. Um, it's uh Takagi. Uh, yeah, this is written by Nishitaka after, yeah. after they got married and had a kid. Yes, uh, it is better generally, I would say, than original Takagi. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's. This is written by one of I, the author's old assistants, I believe. They just said, like, hey, can I do a spinoff? And yes, they it, can. It, it, they release chapters faster, generally better than Takagi, like you said, and it has the same style. Uh, yeah, well, so... that author is only doing Takagi Moto, and the Takagi author has three series. So understandable, That's... they do not. <laughs> publish the same frequency but it, uh, yeah it's fair um i i just uh, i think takagi the the one thing is now that we know that they're married and have a kid uh i think takagi's it, it makes the main series lose a bit of its luster a little bit because it's like it, it's like doing the same shit over and over again yeah i even mean after we know the result i mean i, the... I, I the premise of Takagi was was never really when are they going to get together. It's uh, to me well, at least, it's much more about like what you know the the gag is. What game are they going to the play? Game. Who's going to pull one over on the other one? It's of course it's always it, yeah. But it's it's one of the one joke one one trope type things for sure. uh, that that I think works less than the other one trope it loses yeah it loses its luster pretty fast i'll go and read a regular takagi chapter every once in a while but i'm not if i see one pop up and i'm not in the mood it doesn't bother me to skip it you can skip any chapter and you don't lose much so uh i think the my biggest issue with takagi moto is that he had a child with this woman (laughs) and he's still embarrassed and shy and nervous yeah still gets like oh no she's gonna pull one over on me it's like dude just let her you've been married for like 10 years it's like, oh, she's going to give me a hug. I don't know if we should do that. It's like, bro, how did you have a kid? How did that How did that happen? You're afraid of hugs? Well, you know yeah. what? I ain't questioning it. Uh, yep. So but, to finish this yeah. off as a, those are, our, those are kind of our currently published uh, recommendations for romance. I would also recommend, uh, oh gosh, what's the one? What's the one with Mona Chan, but it's not named after her. It's named after the guy who we know nothing about. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the, my charms don't, yeah, my charm, there you go, my charms wasted on Kurio Amerika, that one's okay, uh, it has gotten worse recently, it still starts pretty good, if you're looking, it's a little bit cute and different enough to, I would say, to give it a try, Um, I think it's bad, um, it has gone downhill, it is, I would not say that it is bad, it has definitely gone downhill, uh, I, I don't like it, but I think it, uh, like Bruce said, it started really well, and I think the art and character designs are really good. And I think it has a chance to come back, and we can just say, oh, yeah, there's like 30 chapters in the middle that aren't great, but it's still good. We'll see. Um, I can recommend that one. What, for completed series, 
Um, other than Kaguya, because we have talked about that one extensively, are there any other romance that you would recommend from completed series? Uh, like I mentioned, uh, off the top of my head, Orin High School Host Club is very good. I still think that holds up. Uh, you know yeah. what? Hold on. Let, and let, me, let me... Yeah, yeah you, you look for something. I will... I, I will wholeheartedly put forward uh, quintessential quintuplets. I know that harem is not for everyone. I would say this is generally not a true harem uh, in that the ending is not a harem ending. And it's much more fun. It's much more of a fun romance because of the mystery. And you get to pick the sister that you're rooting for and you get to kind of unravel the mystery along with the lead character. The writing is good. The character writing is really good. Um, It ends in maybe... Its worst arc is maybe the last arc or two, which is a bit disappointing. But overall, I think Quintessential Quintuplets is really good. Um, The anime, I think, is getting a final season this year, maybe. Or maybe it came out with a movie, final season movie this year. Um, Just a really good series, I would say. And Negi Haruba, the author, is doing Ranger Reject, which we've talked about on this show, is a very good series. It's turning out better than Quintessential Quintuplets so far. But yeah, I can definitely recommend if you're just looking for a fun, you know, five cute girls kind of harem, but actually a romance. It's it's really good. Uh, okay, so I I looked at a list of the best romance manga, and I realize I don't like much of this. Uh, it's gonna uh, be like, like I, Fruits Basket and yeah. uh, um, Kimi, Kimi no Yurimachi, which has which I kind of liked at the time, but it has all the tropes I hate. Uh. I I like uh Relife. There you go. There that's the one. Relife is Relife. really good. Yep. I'll I'll there give you that go. one for sure. Uh I've yep. heard about Skip and Loafer. That's on my to read list. I hear people on Twitter rave about that one. Um uh I guess uh, Spice and Wolf. Um Yeah. That's more of an LN and an anime, but yeah. Yeah, I would say that's I don't think that's manga first. I could be wrong about that, but I mean, yeah, if you want a good romance anime, there's I can, yeah, Spice and Wolf is a pretty good one. That's another one of those ones where it is more adult, more subtle, more, they don't tell each other they love each other. They just kind of happen slowly, much more quote unquote realistic, even though one of them is a wolf god. Uh, uh, that's realistic. Yeah, very realistic. But you haven't had that happen to you? Not um, yet. Crossing my fingers. <laughs> uh, I, I'd like to give a shout out to Izaki chan for being insufferable oh you um, want to talk about insufferable i'll shout out komi for being komi san for being the most insufferable currently published quote-unquote yeah. romance manga that that that's a rough one brother not, yeah. yeah not a fan of that anymore i i have to wonder if there are people who still love it um probably i i remember like we were hoping it got like a lot of people were hoping it got an anime. And by the time the anime was announced, uh, nobody, Oh, like none of us wanted the anime. We just, it was anymore. Yeah. It was a part of the, like when I first started reading, when you kind of got me into it about five years ago, there was like a, I'm trying to think it was like a holy, there was like four or five shows or four or five series that everyone was like, these have to get animes. And it was like Komi Kaguya and a couple of others. Right. And they, right. all, they all got animes pretty recently in the last three years. And Kaguya was big. And by the time Kaguya got... Kaguya's anime, I want to say, got announced 
pretty close to like its big kind of climax around 140 chapters. Um, Komi kind of had the same. I think its anime got announced maybe right before they had a big, their big kind of confession get together arc. But yeah, Komi's just. I want to talk about sort of a single gag. There's like 50 insufferable single gags in Komi, and if more than three of those characters show up in the same chapter, it's just cannot handle it. The author writes comedy like, like he it's like throwing spaghetti at a wall. Honestly, yeah, um, pretty much. That, that's how he writes comedy. Good and way of it's saying fr- it. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm realizing after talking about these and looking at lists, trying to think of another one, I'm realizing that while I like romances and rom coms, uh, this is my pickiest genre. I am yeah. I'm realizing how fucking picky I am uh with what I like in this genre. And I, yeah, and I think I am too and the reason the reason for that is I know the kind of art that I like and especially manga is I like really character focused stuff that does characters really well. I'm not super concerned about plot. Plot can be messy if the characters are strong. I'm very kind of character first reader. Which is why I am attracted to romance, because they are generally character-focused and character-driven. But that also means that if they don't do those things well, and I am reading them, that I am more, yeah, more likely to be critical of them. I think you are a pretty similar type of reader. Uh, yeah, yeah, very much so. And I, 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 this also has a lot to do with that uh, the romance genre is, is saturated with people who haven't experienced a ton of romance themselves yeah um, or a lot of i mean we talked about this last week with my bleach hot take of everything just kind of being a bleach redo art right. in general is based on the art that's come before it and a lot of these romance stories are just they aren't true romance they aren't based on the author's personal experience they are based on all of the other romance that the author has read and it's their own version or take on it and you that those are not as good, not as good as experience leading to writing. I, I agree, and you know I I feel like uh most of the stuff on our list here um falls into the category of I feel like the author is breaking tropes and doing certain parts of the rom com or the romance very well, which yeah. is why we have it on the list, but um. The reason the other 1,000 romance manga aren't on the list is either we haven't heard of them because they're, they're too many romance manga or they're bad. Yeah. One last shout out for one that I think is good. I think we also talked about this last week. Um, the story between a dumb prefect and a high school girl with an inappropriate skirt length. I think that's a really good one because it's they solid one. because they it's very Rewa era. They start dating in like 20 chapters of, you know, the 30 or 40 that are currently out. Um, that's a good one. Ones that I know from Twitter, Skip and Loafer is one that I hear everybody talk about as a really good one. So uh, check some of those out if you're looking for romance to read. Skip and Loafer. Is this from, have, you haven't read it, right? I have not read it. It is on my plan to to read list. It's about 50 chapters right now, I think. Um, it's just one of those ones that I I follow a lot of the shoujo manga anime youtuber creators and they're all like desperately in love with that series they say it's the best thing ever so i'm interested to check it out 
I like the female main character's design. Yeah, she the designs, uh, apparently both of them are really great. So anything else to say on this Valentine's Day about romance manga? Uh, I, I thought of one final romance manga. Uh, the only harem I think I like. Uh, the world God only knows. Mm, yep. Ended with the best girl. You can go read it. Uh, but yeah, I like. I, I'm looking at some of the skip and loafer stuff. I like how plain the main girl looks. I feel like uh, there is a certain. There's a definite marketplace for not conventionally attractive looking female characters in anime. Like, um, do you remember Isaacin? Uh, get him. I think is. I do not recognize that name. No. Uh, keep your hands off of Isaac again. It's it's a uh, about three girls making anime. Oh yes, yeah yeah yeah. I thought one of the best character designs was the girl with the glasses. Uh, I'm forgetting I'm forgetting her name. Yeah, the small uh, girl. I don't remember their name. Uh, oh no, the the really tall girl. With oh, the, the tall girl. Yeah, yeah yeah, the like money grubber. Yeah. Yeah the yeah exactly. Uh, I really like her design because I I don't think she's supposed to be attractive right she's not attractive. Uh, she has her teeth out all the time, and mm-hmm. I think that's just like a I think. there's a variety of guy designs in anime, but I don't think you see too many unique girl designs outside of being super fucking hot or generic cute girl face. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's very, there's a lot of, I mean, there's, there's the generic guy design that they all look the same. Mm -hmm. And then there's, uh, very typical, like this is the black haired beauty character. This is the like Yaru character. Um, and then past that, yeah, you don't, you don't get a whole lot. Um, one of the other completed ones that I think is a great romance is the hot-blooded boyfriend-girlfriend series, which name I don't remember the exact uh, one of, but... Oh, right, yeah. That one was super fun. It was like the reverse Kakuya, where they're both super fucking dumb, you know? Yeah, Uh, two, like, incredibly stupid, yeah, but it was, uh, that one is super fun, and it. it felt more... I always sometimes will have an issue with romance uh, just kind of saying, oh, these characters were made for each other and not actually like developing their characters and showing me that like, oh, yes, these characters were actually made for each other because their character traits line up or match in some way. And that series, I did not doubt for a second that those characters were absolutely made for each other because they were the exact same kind of stupid and funny uh, in all the best ways. So, yeah, that's I think that's the last suggestion that I've got. And and that one is I'd, I'd say it's like one of the ones that leans way more into calm than rom, you know. Uh, yes. But yeah, very, that one's that one's really fun too. Uh, I'm forgetting what it's called as well. Uh, I think it's just anyway. called hot, hot blooded. I I don't. It didn't. It never had an official, uh, Western release. So I don't know if we actually right. have a name for it. But I don't know. I I can't seem to find it. I I can find well, pictures of it if I search hot blooded. I can search mutual confession because that's there's a really funny page uh, that if you search mutual confession manga should show up maybe first or uh, second. Oh yeah, right? mutual consent. Uh, or mutual consent. Yeah. yeah, mutual consent. Yeah, there you go. Where they both yeah. are just like. Anyways, that's a that's a really funny one. But also, I mean, I think the romance in it is pretty, again, pretty solid because I think the characters are. Again, it's, I believe that those characters belong together because they are written well enough that I understand both of them. And yes, they do belong together. 
Okay, so for people wondering what it's called, uh, the English title is called Super Straightforward Boyfriend x Super Straightforward Girlfriend. Okay, there you uh, go. Uh, so go look that up uh, and go buy some chapters or go read some chapters. However you get your chapters, go get them. Yeah, I don't. I want to say that probably doesn't have an official release, so go read your chapters online where you can find them, but uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think that's about it for our our Valentine's Day main romance topic. Yeah, uh, hopefully, uh, if you or your significant other, if you both like romance, go go get some volumes of Kaguya or, you know, suggest that you read together those two. Or if you are lonely, like the rest of us probably are, live vicariously uh, through the self-insert in Yam's Doki-chan series. Uh, I have a hot god wolf girlfriend, so I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> me, um, me too, man. <laughs> I, I feel bad for people who can't relate. Uh, I, I can't believe it. So, uh, but yeah, uh, let's, uh, why, why don't you tell me, uh, one more thing? Uh, yeah. Happy Valentine's day, everyone. That's, that's our romance. We'll, uh, next week, I think we are going to talk a little bit more about the new Shonen block that came out a couple months ago, which one of those we think are surviving or not. I'm going to do a catch up on, some other stuff. We might finally throw One Piece in the show. We've been kind of avoiding it, but I do think we need to get to One Piece before the end of March so we can do it once a quarter. Uh, but yeah. Bruce, I, I I forgot to talk about my favorite romance. Uh, romance Dawn. Of course that we're talking about One Piece. That is, maybe yeah. that's the best romance. Romance Dawn yeah. and One Piece Wrong. might actually be the best romance arc right Why oh, one piece wins every category brother that's, that's, true. Not, that's how we do it yeah. if you missed our hot take series go watch the last episode yeah one piece wins every category for every time. fucking category yep uh um, i i reek of bias i'm sorry yeah so little extra thing uh i i moved this past week that's why you had a little bit of a different episode last week um from going from an apartment to a house super stressful moving sucks being moved is okay Living in a house is a lot better than living in an apartment also. Uh, 100%. Yeah, happy to be at this point in my life for sure. Uh, moving in with some friends who will be getting here soon. Not much else to say about that. Uh, moving sucks. If you've got the money to just pay people to move you, do that. That It cost me a chunk of money to pay people to move all my big stuff, but it was worth it because they did it in about two hours where it would have taken me and one other person all day or longer to try to move all the heavy stuff I had. So, and I've yeah. driven it. And, and, and the fact is like you're, if you're not a professional mover, there's a, there's a good chance you'll break something either moving it or in the moving truck. So it's like, it's better to just get it done professionally. It'll save you money and time in the long run. Yeah. So, um, why don't you go ahead and uh and, and and say that last thing on the one more thing that you wrote as a note because I I Oh, I this is my other that. little one more thing. Okay. So yeah. I I have my own office now. So I'm going to kind of decorate that with some manga paraphernalia and I have I don't see if I can grab down there. Yeah, I I bought a bunch of um foam sound absorbers. They're down here by my dog who's sleeping very here. Uh, but oh. I also said, okay, well, I don't just want sound absorbers on the wall. I'd like to put up some kind of manga posters. And I looked on Amazon. I looked some other places and I was like, I can't really find anything. And then I found, oh, here's just a bunch of manga panel pages of, in cards. And I was like, cool, I'll just buy those. And then I can put, you know, I can put occasionally. I don't have to use all of them. I think this is like 50 cards or something. Um, and I'm flipping through and it's like, 
of the 50 cards that I got, I think maybe half or more of them are Demon Slayer, By Hero Academia, and Bleach. Like, those three are 60% of the cards. Like, you see, it's like this one, that's Demon Slayer. That's Naruto. Uh, Attack on Titan. My Hero. And then it's like, My Hero. My Hero. Uh, that's, what is that? Bochi's, that one science thing. I don't know. Those are those are pretty cool though. And then I like uh, it's pretty neat though. You, and they should fit. So these are I have like one foot by one foot sound absorbing pads. These are four by six inches. So I think that means that I can put like three like three by three maybe inside each. Yeah, I think I could put like a three by three square inside like a four square four squared sound absorber pad. I don't know. I'm going to figure out how to do that. You should hopefully see one behind me somewhere next time I do this. It should be back there. I'm going to have to move my camera, but... Yeah, so in our notes, Bruce wrote, bought some wall arts, and half of them are, are Hero Academia. And I wrote, bro, what? Because uh, Bruce, like me, uh, I will say, is one of the biggest Horikoshi shit talkers He's a great planet. artist and the worst writer in Jump. Dude, you lo- oh, you lost the, the shit talking privileges. You're you're a fan. Now. Well, this is random. Keep in mind when I bought this, it had not these exact ones, and it just said it's fifty, you know, random pages. So I didn't know, right? Like, am I getting? Because I thought, okay, out of fifty, I was like, there'll probably be like two or three from a couple of series, and it's like, no, there's only about eight series in here and there's a couple of one-offs right like i don't like do you know can you see this if i hold this up am i still broadcasting on i uh, i'm watching on a delay oh is it still up so if you can do you know what this series is because i don't i don't know what this is if you're watching Uh, a video tell me and you're looking at this page tell me if you know uh, what series this is hold it up to the camera a little closer um uh it's some girl is this i don't think this is kakaguri there is a kakaguri page in here a single one she looks like like five other i know it looks so generic i have like it could be anything um but like there's like one dr stone page there's like one black clover page there's actually a bunch of haiku pages which is cool there's like one page from uh noragami can we focus? Can we focus? There's like one Noragami page. Uh, lots of Attack on Titan, which I'm cool with. I like Attack on Titan. Lots of Bleach. There's only like two or three One Piece panels, which is sad. It did give me... Oh. Okay, this is a great... This is a great My Hero page. This of the uh, the upperclassmen three, whatever they're called. The big three. Oh, uh, yeah. Mirio, Sun Eater, and the girl. And yeah, Hamdi... I don't remember her yeah. yeah, and there's like two assassination. I'm pretty sure actually they gave me a page. Spoilers for Assassination Classroom. I haven't read it. I think this is like the climax of Assassination Classroom. Wait, don't don't tell me. I <laughs> I started I started reading that five years ago and I never finished it. And I still hold out the hope that okay. I'll finish it one day. Also, I just I just noticed these. Um, okay, I'll try to find another one. These are clearly like stolen because I won't use that page, but the the Assassination Classroom panel I have on it has a not a scanlation group, but like a hosting sites tag. On it. 
Oh, it has yeah, it has a oh. manga stream, which is like a hosting site, it has a manga stream watermark on it. And it's oh. like, oh, wait a minute. That's these aren't official. You can't just do this. So I may have just given I mean, granted, Dude. I paid like eight, like fifteen bucks for all these, so it's not super expensive, I, but yeah. You weren't reading Shonen at the time, but Manga Stream is where we read all like when the big three were coming out, it's where we read One Piece, Bleach, and Naruto yeah. every fucking week. I still, when uh, I am doing some of my visual editing yeah. and grabbing pics from Google and stuff, a lot of manga stream tagged pictures still show up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to find it again, and maybe it's only on that page, right? Maybe they only That's, had it once, but it, it, it sounds like they just stole it from a bunch of different websites. Yeah, right? and I mean, some of these are like cut, cut off a little weirdly, but I don't know. I mean, like some of these are good, right? Like I don't, I don't like Naruto, but like this page of like. Sasuke and Naruto like yelling each other's names like that's a good that's a good panel to have on your wall right a couple of death note things wait you haven't even read Naruto have you no I have not I do not think you, I would like it if I did you you are you are a, a you're biased against Naruto just because uh you I saw am, Boruto, you saw Boruto's face and you decided to hate his dad yeah that's pretty right <laughs> that's pretty right actually <laughs> that's pretty right yeah <laughs> I don't know. I've uh, seen, I mean, I've seen the well animated stuff from the anime and it's like, yeah, it's got, it has, I mean, it's, it's got good uh, fights. It also ripped some fights from other animations. Like I think it's, it was in Naruto where they literally just grabbed the like art from the cowboy bebop movie fight scene where the, yeah, where that's the one. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a Bruce Lee fight scene that w inspired that bebop scene. And yeah. Then yeah. Well here, I'll like cover it up, but like you can see in this corner here, you can see in this corner. Let me see if I can get this. Where is it? Oh, is this, is this the ass class? It's like you can see the little manga stream thing down there in the corner. That's really funny. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Yeah. But anyways, uh, hopefully those will be up. It's actually not as bad as I thought. There's there's maybe six oh, no, those My are, Hero I, things, I, but... I, I was just joking. I, I I think those are cool. I didn't, yeah, I didn't find any like scrolls or big wall things that I liked, or at least none that were affordable. There were some of them that I thought like, oh, that would be sick to have like, you know, an, a Berserk, a Mira thing on my on my wall. And it was like, oh, OK, yeah, like a one foot by eight inch thing like that's thirty dollars. But if you want the like two foot by three foot real art, like, you know, thick kind of canvas thing, it's like that's one hundred and twenty dollars. And I was like, I'm going to wait to get that. So. Hot, uh, hot take. Uh, I'm not really into wall scrolls. I, I, just I, think do, I do not like wall scrolls now. Just go posters and frame them, you know? Yeah. Well, the things I were looking at were like the canvas, they were like the canvas posters, but then they've got like the thick block, you know, where they're like an inch thick and it's like on a wooden frame kind of like those, those are the right. ones that I think are cool. Uh, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Those are cool. Yeah. But yeah. But anyways, that's, that was my art and moving adventure. What, what's, what's this? Uh, Money? um, for me, I am playing the Dead Space remake. Uh, not a huge horror guy myself. Uh, I, I like horror, but I am a weenie who gets nightmares yeah. uh got nightmares for a week after i watched hereditary but anyway dead space Same. is uh one of my favorite uh franchises i think it's immensely atmospheric creative and i think it balances um like the spooky horror parts uh created with of course jump scares it's atmosphere it's music it's sound design all of that fucking immaculate lighting uh but it, it also gives you a gun um which helps me feel brave uh yeah so like hey this is this is like the perfect mix of 
of horror and gameplay in my eyes. Like, yep. Uh, I and going too much in too much further in any other direction does not work. Like, I I don't know if you played this, Bruce, but I played Alien: Isolation. No, um, I've watched people play it, but I've watched all the Alien movies. Uh, I love that franchise. Uh, I think the Xenomorph is fucking cool. I don't think it's scary, uh, really, in the movies, but I played that game. Terrifying. Yeah. freaking terrifying i i saw it, a clip it, from it, was, it like yeah. yesterday or two days ago and it's like the alien like comes into the room the guy's hiding under a bed it leaves the guy starts to come out the alien just comes back into the room again and is like did i bait him out checks again like leaves the guy sits under the bed the alien comes back in crouches down looks like it's not looking under the bed and then it just like looks at the bed and lunges and it's like oh my god you know you they, cannot do that i i still don't understand they they talk so much about how much effort they put into the alien AI. It's like it six shows. AI systems talking to each other every time. I I think I watched, I either watched an interview or on a podcast. Maybe it was Noclip who did it. I don't remember, but somebody talking about how it like, there is a system. They It's so cool. I have to tangent on it. They have like six different systems for the alien that all talk to each other or don't talk to each other, depending on how much information it has. It like it has a map of everything and it has a knowledge of your last position or where it last saw you. If you make a sound, it knows where that sound comes from, but it doesn't always know how to get there with the map. It like will turn these AI systems like on and off depending. And so it's like incredibly smart. And like the the worse you are at the game, the louder you are, the smarter the AI systems get. And if you're good at hiding and dodging it, then the AI systems kind of disconnect from each other because it loses information. And it's really cool. Really it's- scary, too. It's exactly like you said, and it it's like it slaps an other aspect of reality on top of it. I say reality, but you know what I mean. Um, like if you throw like a, a noisemaker into a different room, the alien will run to it and it'll find out it's a noisemaker and get so pissed off that it will start sprinting down hallways in rage looking for you, like hauling ass, like twice your movement speed sprinting and and if you throw another noisemaker, it won't go to it because it knows right, it knows yeah. you lied to. It knows you did a big lie to its face, and it's it's very disappointed. It's know? super interesting. I would like to see that AI reused or used somewhere else. But yeah, I've uh, heard nothing but good stuff about this Dead Space remake. They've apparently it isn't just like the same game with new assets. They've like removed the tram so you can just seamlessly travel to the rest of the ship. There's a bunch of these individual events that they've scripted of like stuff jumping out at you or something could be here or not. And so your, your playthrough is a little bit different than everybody else's. You'll get scared at different times and different stuff, but they're all like individually scripted. So they aren't like randomly generated, but they are randomly assigned, I guess. Yeah. It's called an intensity director is what they call it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like not just monsters, it throws you monsters, but it also throws like, Hey, uh, this, this fan is very creaky and it's, putting you on edge nonstop or it's like, oh, Hey, there's fog and there's fog in this room or Hey, the lights are out this time. This time you're going through this room. Uh, the train is still there, but, uh, you can go back to old chapters, which is awesome. So, Oh, yep. It seems really good. I'm excited. I dead space two is one of my that, favorite games of all time. That's such a great game. Same. I beat it like five times. I really hope that this, this group or some group does a similar quality remake of dead space two. I don't, Dead Space 2 barely really needs as much of an update as Dead Space 1 did, I think. I mean, I think that's still uh, a pretty modern feeling game, but Yeah, it's 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 like still like a decade or so old, but it yeah. it aged it aged like fine wine. 
Um, yeah. I mean, Dead Space came I... out in 2009, so we're coming up on 14 years old. Dead Space 2, I think, is 2011. So 12 years old. I mean, that's still, now that I think about it, that's still very old. So shit dude throw, but I, I i'm here for it throw a coat of paint on it throw the same coat of paint on it um crank up the atmosphere like you did in this game and yeah. I, you you just make dead space do better we are entering into the video games have entered into the age of remakes movies did it 15 years ago i think we are now at a time where the 360 gamecube Wii ps3 era games are now 14, 15 to 10 to 15 years old. And so those are going to start getting remakes. And those games are modern, but still slightly dated. So I'm excited to see some of the stuff that they, that they could grab to remake here. Uh, yeah. And, um, I, I, uh, let's end it on this. What, what, what game would you want to get? I, this is like a perfect remake in my opinion. Uh, what yeah. would you want to get? get the dead space treatment let me see i there's so many to get the dead space treatment i would say uh there's there's do you have yours i'm thinking of mine yeah say um, yours and i'll, I'll the, the metal gear solid series that's a good one yeah yeah i could definitely be down with that um i'm trying to think Maybe something like Fable. Those games were really cool when they came out, but they're also kind of old and dated. And if they updated I've never those, played them. Yeah, Fable one and two are really good. Fable three has the worst ending ever. I would Didn't, also say the Ninja Gaiden series. I think they are. I think they announced a new version of Fable. Like we're going to call it Fable, but it's going to be a new game, or maybe it's, it's like a remake. A I'm not sure. But um, some of those. I mean, honestly. We just came out with one of them that I would have said, which is uh, was discontinued. Which is the uh, Metroid Prime series, right? We just got the first Metroid right. Prime. I think that's super, super good thing to remake with with modern controls. Um, as a as a personal favorite, the game that I have always, always, always wanted to see re released or remade or updated in some way is. My favorite, maybe second favorite JRPG of all time, which is a game called Skies of Arcadia. Oh, people love that game. That I've game is so good. And I would it I would love to see it remade. It's it's one piece, but you're sky pirates and it's an I RPG. It. It's very kind of anime, but it's super good story, super interesting battle system with um, different colors being different elements and you can swap your weapons to the colors mid battle. It's so good. It has a great story. It's a super long game too, especially for there was a legend. The original one came out on dreamcast and there's a legend version that came out on GameCube. Um, the, I would be in love with those games if they released them. Uh, yeah, I like pe people talk about they, They've been on my list, but I've been hoping they'd get a remake just cause I don't want to, I, it's hard going back to games without like modern quality of life changes, you know? Yeah. It also, so that game's owned, I think by Sega. So don't hold on hope for that. Sega oh, makes yeah. pachinko machines now. So pachinko and, machines and they hand off Sonic to other people to make. True. Oh, uh, 
Final thought, Jack and Daxter. Yeah, that's my other one. I was good. Yeah. My other thing, Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Sly Cooper, all of those, I would love to see more. We just kind of don't have those games anymore. Ukulele came out, but wasn't quite the same. I love those action platformers and we just don't. Me too. Don't really get them anymore. I I absolutely adored them as a kid. Those were like my favorite types of games. Um, Same. But they just don't exist nowadays. Um, So the only people with nostalgia for it are people our age because which I think, yeah. I think that means they're coming, right? So if so. people our age are starting to get into management, upper level, maybe not director, but around director level stuff, they're about to be decision makers and control the money, people our age, or maybe a little bit older. Um, which is why I think we're getting... I saw someone's theory that the reason that video game adaptations are trending up, The Last of Us is really good, Arcane was good, um, some other stuff has come out. The Sonic movies are pretty decently good. Um, it's because people our age, right. And they're sort of early, mid, late thirties are now like they're in those, they're in those spaces and they are making those decisions and they know what to do with them. Whereas the previous people, you know, doom was a part of most of our, us growing up or maybe the generation before us. But the people who made the doom movie in 2006 didn't have any relation to doom. They just kind of took it and massacred it. Right. So, Right. I don't know. I don't know how you waste Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Carl Urban in one movie, but they managed. <laughs> that was it was also early uh, Dwayne yeah. Johnson, but and, I, yeah, early for both of them. Yep. One last thing that I would love to see remade that no one I've never seen anyone talk about but me two two in 64 games. There's a game called Buck Bumble, which is about a bee with guns. And there's a you game called Chameleon Twist, which was one of my favorite N64 games. And I have never, ever seen anything about it anywhere. Chameleon Twist, Buck Bumble. Go right now. We're about to end this podcast. Look up the Buck Bumble theme song on YouTube and listen to it. And it will be stuck in your head endlessly. And with that, thank you for listening or watching. Uh, don't forget, if you're listening and want to watch us, we are live on the White, Gray, Black YouTube channel every week. The VODs are uploaded on the podcast channel, which is WGB Weekly Manga Podcast on Thursday or Friday. Podcast is an audio format, as I mentioned. Um, Patreon at WGB Manga. And yeah, read more manga. Read more romance manga on, on Valentine's Day. Try not to feel too lonely, everybody. See ya.